0: Hey friends, it's your buddy Scott from the Ambivalence Podcast, and before this episode starts, we're going to play a song off of Spot McCracken's new album, New Tricks, called Realize. So in this episode, Nick and I sit with Spot and talk about the history of the McCrackens and Spot's inspiration for his new album, and of course, everything in between. And we want to thank you all for your support and for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks everyone.
1: Up every time you open your mouth
0: Everybody, welcome back to another awesome episode of Villains. I'm Scott. I'm Nick. And with us today is the bestest of good boys, uh, you know, from the McCrackens and his solo work. It's Spot McCracken. Spot, uh, yeah. thanks so much for hanging out, dude. We're stoked to have you on.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I know Absolutely. you just had seven inch release on Mom's Basement. Your solo album, New Tricks, is fucking just a banger. It's a pure in-your-face rock and roll. I love it. Uh, we're so glad you could spend some time with us tonight.
1: Yeah, stoked.
0: So how are you doing on this Tuesday?
1: Good. Just got off work and uh, ready to shoot the shit with you guys.
0: Awesome. awesome. We're, we're excited. So Nick Nick had a question before things kind of get uh, awry, so I'm going to ask it.
2: Well... Let's get to that after. Uh, I'm actually curious now because you mentioned work. Uh, what do you do for a living?
1: Uh, I've been doing uh, IT for about uh, 20 years, I guess. Uh, wow. Like, wow. Uh, system admin, admin stuff. So that, that, that's my, uh, my real-life job. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: real-life job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then I moonlight as a, as a
0: drumming dog. <laughs> that's that's the best. That is that's just that's awesome. That is there isn't, there isn't a better drumming dog out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely not. So
0: how? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, with the McCrackens, how how did that all come to be? Like, where did the idea from, uh, like the eggs and and you being a dog? Like, where did that all come from?
1: So uh, I was in a band with Bill. And Phil was actually our roadie. Um, and this was about 1991, uh, 92. Yeah. 91, I think. And okay. um, so uh, Bill and I had uh, a band called Grandma Moses that we, uh, that we slapped together with uh, uh, some friends of ours and um, we did that for a few years. And then it kind of imploded. And uh, and then I was kind of looking for something else. And then Bill called me out of the blue one day and said their drummer had left and he was going to spend like his full on time with uh, Gob, which uh, uh, do you guys know who Gob is?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, Tom uh, Thacker, who's in. Um, uh some 41. uh he was the original drummer and he played on the first album okay and and so he wanted to spend uh uh you know most of his time with gob so he left and then um bill asked me and uh i said sure let's do it and uh what has it been like 28 years going now (laughs) i think
2: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. But that yeah, is, so,
1: and then me so cool. being with the dog, the first couple of shows we did, um, I actually wore like a like a woman's um, nylon over my head.
2: <laughs> I and did not I don't know that.
1: Yeah, I, so I shut. I shoved a whole bunch of like newspaper at the top of the nylon, so it looked like I had like this massive head. <laughs> and uh, we were calling me for the first two gigs were calling me uh scoliosis mccracken (laughs) if if i recall correctly but the problem was I, i had joined the band and then literally within like a couple of weeks um we had like four or five shows lined up like like bang you know one after another kind of thing sure so i had to learn all these songs really quickly. So I had like a set list with a bunch of cheat sheet notes on it. And. Um, and then when it came to like look at the cheat sheet, I, I couldn't see anything because I had this stupid nylon on my head. So <laughs> it, it didn't really work. So and then I think we were playing. It might have been um, this snowboard festival thing on Gross Mountain, which is the local ski hill uh, or one of the local ski hills around here. And, um, so Bill said, Oh, Hey, uh, you should probably come up with some kind of like character like, like us. So I thought about it for like a minute and I said, well, Peter, Chris is, um, a cat. I'll just be a dog. So I'll just be like, I don't (laughs) know, spot McCracken. And that's literally how it, you know, wasn't any like heavy thinking behind it or anything that was just how it came to be.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, um, it works it definitely works it, you know it's <laughs> stuck this long so he we, we've,
1: right. had, yeah, we've had some pretty comical uh, uh comments from reviewers over the years i think one reviewer said it was probably the stupidest gimmick uh, known to mankind they couldn't figure out they couldn't figure out <laughs> the correlation between the eggs and the dog
2: uh, my, my wife's been having that issue ever since I introduced her to you guys. <laughs> she likes your music, but she doesn't get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was Me and Scott, uh, before we started this, we were talking about uh, how we first heard about you guys, and uh, Scott couldn't really remember, but I remember um, I heard you guys on a comp, and I don't remember what it was, but it was so <laughs> long ago. Which one? Then, I think
1: we were on about fifty of them.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I couldn't even tell you which one, but one one memory that sticks out for me big time was uh, I was a big fan of that downhill Willie movie. And, oh yeah, and you guys made an appearance in that, and that was so cool to me. So like, how did how did that come to be? How did you guys end up like getting bought in that movie, or was it just kind of a right place, right time thing? Or
1: yeah, well, kind of uh, yeah, the latter. So it was. We were playing uh, the Commodore ballroom in Vancouver and it was either the producer or the director, or like, I don't know, it could be somebody else affiliated with the, with the movie, sure. uh, saw us. And then um, they approached us after the show and said, Oh, Hey, uh, we're doing this uh, ski movie up in Whistler. Uh, I think it was like in a few weeks or something like that, or might've been a month. I, I can't recall, but um he said we had a band, but uh, we think you guys um, would be more of the crazy kind of uh, vibe that we're going for with the movie. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, we got you know all the details from them, and then we went to uh, Whistler, where it was being filmed, and um, I think we they told us to get there at like six o'clock in the morning. And then we didn't film our scene until I think it was like ten or eleven o'clock at night or something like that.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> so it was like
1: hurry up, hurry up and wait. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I think the movie reels got lost. So it almost didn't come out. They somebody they left the the reels in a car and then the car got ripped off, but they somehow got the, the reels back. And oh, that's um, crazy. And then what was the other thing with that? Oh yeah, and then they <laughs> we had we had to join the musicians union to get paid for this uh, um, for this movie, and then uh, and then they didn't pay us, and then they they said to us, uh, yeah, well, we. Can take you guys out of the movie if you're going to be you know kind of hardlining on getting paid so we we're like <laughs> <laughs>
3: no <shit. laughs> so we're like
1: okay well we'll, well we'll just you know forgo the uh the payment and just to get in the movie anyways but it was pretty comical i mean it was like you know the two starring people i think it was like uh, George Costanza's mom from Seinfeld, and and I think Hawk Hawk from American Gladiators are the two notable, two notable actors.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's funny. it's a uh,
1: it's a childhood favorite of mine. So yeah, I, I I got the DVD when it came out. I don't know, like ten years ago or something. Like they finally came out with the DVD, so I picked it up.
2: Nice. So um. <laughs> with 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 your new album uh what was like your biggest inspiration or or biggest like uh what pushed you to make a solo album
1: uh i was kind of bored you know during the whole pandemic thing i mean i was actually pretty busy but um you know still just because everything is shut down um yeah you know couldn't go to concerts or you know just hang out with with people and whatnot so uh I'd done like um, the Dirtbag Republic, which is other band I play in. So I'd done an album uh, in that band, and then I'd also uh, done a few other minor things. And so I was thinking, uh, maybe I'll do like you know, like three. I was thinking three or four songs um, as like a spot thing, and just put it out on like uh, on streaming or something like that sure and then and then so uh, a good buddy of mine in norway uh, who i've known for like, 16 years now um uh chris he i was i talked to him all the time and so he, he was saying well you, you should do an album man like for sure do an album i'm like eh, it's too much hassle it's like a lot of work just doing it on my own and uh and just organize you know just trying to like you know getting people to play and you know i mean that wasn't really a hard thing to do but just organizing it and and trying to nail people down to to get the tracks and all that kind of thing sure, but sure. but uh i sort of hummed and hawed about it because i only think i had like three songs written and then so chris was just like <laughs> really pestering me to do this beautiful do <laughs> album and uh so I said, yeah, I said, yeah, okay, and and he and he offered up. He said, I'll, I'll I'll even co-write a couple songs with you, you know, to to help you know with the writing process, so you can like speed it up. Nice. so I said, okay. And so it was basically him that that is responsible for me doing it because I probably wouldn't have done it uh, if he hadn't have, like grilled me so much. so sure. He's he, he's the, he's the one to thank. But I, I, once I got rolling, I you know I was just. I was pretty much just like banging songs off pretty quickly. I I don't even remember how some of the songs kind of came to be. It was kind of weird. Once I get in a zone, I just kind of just start writing stuff really quickly and sure. And it just starts to come together.
2: So does, does your songwriting at all come from Krakens? Like do you play a role in like any of the actual writing of those songs or?
1: Yeah. Over the years I've, I've had the odd song uh you know here and there on some of the albums um sure. like a usually just one or two songs I think the most songs I've had on an an album probably would have been it ain't over easy I think I had three or four songs on that album that I wrote okay um and um yeah I mean Bill's just he's such a machine that uh he usually just pings me if he says you know if he doesn't have enough songs he'll just say hey uh, do you got any songs that would you know fit our vibe and i usually have, sure. uh, you know a couple of songs kicking around so i'll throw in you know whatever i've got and but i mean he he's just like an amazing songwriter like the new album he he wrote like in a, a crazy short period of, of time and uh and it's all killer like the, the album, uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear the new album. It came out really good, and awesome. he did it. Bill did an amazing job on the production on it, too. Nice, nice, exciting. Uh, yeah, I love, I love
0: your new album. Um, I can't get enough of it. No,
2: that, that's awesome. It's, also just, here at this
0: it's point. just, oh, dude, song after song, it just hits you, and it's just, it's yeah. just, it just doesn't stop, and it's just, it's great.
1: Yeah, I tried to do, uh, I tried to make it in sort of in the vein of McCrackens, but I'm, you know, I'm a rock and roll guy, you know, in, in my roots. So uh, I kind of, you know, inflected, you know, some of that, some cheap trick kind of vibes and, and Hanoi rocks, that kind of stuff. So I, I tried to like infuse some of that, um, you know, um, influence that, uh, that it shines
2: through really that. well too.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you can definitely hear it.
0: Well that's good. Yeah. You said it's we something, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course.
2: Hey, I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge yeah, fan yeah. of that album, so you definitely no, that's, uh, that's you nailed it. I, so
0: not, I much appreciate it. Absolutely. So when you're like, you know, taking breaks from your music and what's when whatnot, what do you like to do to, like for fun or like you know,
1: relax or is music your thing? You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, I do stuff with my wife and whatnot, but, uh, you know, I say this to a lot of guys. I mean, I'm in my mid fifties now. So I, some guys, some guys golf, I, I play rock and roll. That's, you know, that's my, my thing. <laughs> but I've done it since I was like 15. Well, even before that, but I've, I started doing it seriously when I was like 15 or 16 and I've never really stopped. I think I, the longest break I've had from doing something is is a year. So I just I just love playing music. I love writing music. I love going into the studio. I love playing live. I love collaborating with people. Um, it's just kind of ingrained in me. So other than that, you know, just just the usual stuff. You know, I, I got into got into bike riding again. So I've been doing a lot of that lately.
2: What kind of uh, bike riding, like BMX, or
1: no? I actually uh, went the old man wrote and <laughs> he um, said he's fifty, I... Nick. <laughs> yeah, so Hey, I know fifty year still ride. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, we got a couple of e bikes, so we go we go on these like super long treks because so you, you can go like um, I think like seventy kilometers. I'm not sure what that is in miles, but. Um, you can go seventy kilometers uh, on a charge on these bikes, so you go pretty far.
2: Oh, nice! That sounds like fun.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, you're still exercising a lot, but uh, it's great for when you're going up hills and and whatnot.
2: Oh, absolutely. You
1: know, my wife says she feels like she's cheating when we're you know we're going up a hill and we pass some guy who's like some <laughs> total some total hardcore, you know, Tour de France cyclist. He's got all the tight tights on and whatnot, and the guy's busting his nut going up the hill, standing on his pedals. We just we just bomb by the guy, you know, doing like 30 miles an hour. What do you say? Nice bike and just
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh. Sorry.
3: <laughs>
0: Sucks to be you, bro. Did you get one of these? <laughs> That's cool, so- man. See? Yeah, go ahead. Because you're in Canada, right? What what part of Canada? Are, yeah. you? Are, you, uh, uh, are you Vancouver? From? Vancouver. So That's Vancouver, awesome.
1: Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay, awesome. Or, or BC, is if you want to keep it short. Uh, so, have you uh,
0: born and raised there, or did you? Um,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, a suburb of Vancouver called Richmond, which is about uh, uh, about a thirty minute drive um, to downtown. Nice.
0: I've only been to Toronto, but I really want to go to uh, Vancouver and Quebec. I
1: heard yeah, it's beautiful. I heard it's beautiful. Yeah, Quebec. Uh, we actually would scope out going to Quebec this year, but we might scope that out and maybe next year. Um, yeah, because it's super nice. It's uh, and they kept a lot of the really, really old historical buildings, like stuff back from like mid seventeen hundreds. Um, right. Whereas Vancouver is like pretty much everything's <laughs> they wiped out all our history and it's all, you know, glass towers pretty much. But it's a beautiful city. You got the mountains and and the oceans right there. So you can you know, you can go swimming and boating and then you can go skiing in the winter. It's the Gross Mountains like twenty five minutes, you know, from not even from downtown. It's like twenty minutes from downtown.
0: Yeah, and then Whistler, would, uh, yeah. Sorry.
1: Well, I was just gonna say Whistler's like an hour drive. Um from downtown so and that's like a world-class uh you know ski mountain that's cool i don't ski
0: or snowboard i'm fat (laughs) that's not a good time if i fall
1: i haven't been skiing uh since i I think i was in grade 12 so it's been a while for me
0: oh yeah that's cool yeah i would say my wife and i've already been to toronto and we just did the touristy stuff you know we did uh Walk downtown, which was a really beautiful like downtown. I I really liked walking Toronto, but then like you know we did the Niagara Falls, which was like oh this this is to me it just felt like a tourist trap because like when you walk down like the I guess whatever that strip is, it's just like it's just so touristy and. They like oh, a wax, yeah. like a wax museum, and like. Oh, really, Niagara Falls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like, then they they say it's like a it was like a brewery, but it was like not not a really good brewery. It was just like <laughs> oh, this is like they like these people just have one thing in mind, and that's to make money. Like they don't give a
1: shit. Yeah, yeah Well It I, worked. Like,
0: it worked because we went, and spent our money, so so they succeeded.
1: Well, it's like we just got back from uh, Alaska, and it was comical. Like we did, we did like a. Uh, a cruise up uh, the coast of BC, and then uh, they call it like the inner passage um, to Alaska. And uh, so I, I think we were the youngest people on the ship, for one. But, um, <laughs> but, but when you're talking about like tourist traps, like each stop in Alaska, like there, I think it was Juneau, Anchorage, or not Anchorage, Juneau, Sitka, and uh, Ketchikan. And you get off the ship and it's their downtown is this like nonstop like barrage of jewelry stores it's just bizarre it's just like like yeah every every single store was a jewelry store <laughs> like think, thinking that like you know the whole ship's gonna buy jewelry or something like that i didn't see anybody going into them but it's just weird like they didn't have any like cool little shops i think i found one cool little kind of like book magazine store um, and Ketchikan, and that was about it but yeah it was kind of strange
3: yeah
2: it sounds weird
0: was it how was your alaskan cruise because to me it sounds miserable
1: no <laughs> well, it, <was> <laughs> it, it was actually it was actually really nice that so,
0: was so cold
1: <laughs> no the, the weather was it was about uh probably like 75 to yeah about 75 degrees roughly. okay that's that's nice okay and uh and we had sun pretty much the entire time. So, you know, hanging out around the pool or whatever, um, it was all sunny. We had an indoor pool, too. Oh, but, that's nice. Uh, but, yeah, I think it rained only once uh, in Sitka, the first stop that we did. And the rest of the time it was sunny. We saw, like, a big pod of whales. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's
0: cool. I only think cold when I hear Alaska. That's like to me, it just like, never, I, I don't think enjoyable. Like, oh yeah, it sounds like a great place to vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was, it was, what was the other thing? Yeah, we we had a glacier. Well, no, we, we didn't hit a glacier. We <laughs> 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 like, like Titanic too, but like no, we, we we stopped we stopped at a glacier, and that was pretty cool. They got it was like crystal clear sunny day out, and it. They pulled the ship right up, put like, a mile away from it, and there was like huge chunks of ice falling off this this glacier. It sounded like thunder coming off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's sad because it's like you know it's melting. But-
3: yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: right. But it was it was cool to see.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a nice cruise. Perfect weather for me. I I would love that. Seventy five degrees. I'm in Florida right now, so I'm pretty much oh, in the depths nice. of hell. So. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I've never I love, been to, ahead. I, I was just gonna say I've never been to Canada I, I want to go so bad like anywhere in Canada I would love
1: to go I've, yeah I, I would I'd check out uh, well you're Florida so Toronto or Toronto, and Montreal would probably be the closest for you yeah but even, even the Maritimes uh, uh, the Maritimes is supposed to be super nice I've never been there like Newfoundland, Nova Scotia it's supposed sure. to be really nice
2: I'll go eventually one day.
1: We'll get you here one day
2: one day
0: yeah. <laughs> I will say everybody that I ran into were very nice in Canada. I don't know if that's just a if that's just the thing, but it was just like everyone was so friendly and like was helping us get to where we need to go and super nice.
1: I'll make sure if you come to Vancouver that doesn't happen. Thank you. It would would feel like just right now, then it'd be perfect.
0: Everyone's an asshole.
1: Whereabouts are you located?
0: I'm in Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. Everyone's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Except for my wife and a few friends. My kid's kid's an asshole, though. Yeah.
2: But uh, I was I was not super far from Canada last year. Last year I was in Connecticut, so I was uh, a couple states below the, the the you know line, and we were actually talking about possibly going, but we didn't end up staying. Obviously, since I'm back in Florida, but uh, we went up to we went up to like Maine. That was the furthest we. But we were supposed to go to Canada before I came back down I'm really disappointed we didn't so
1: oh you'll you'll make it here one day one If you day. ever come to Vancouver let me know and i'll 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 meet up you with, with you for some for with some beers if if you drink
2: oh yeah, absolutely. I used to not be able to do do this podcast without drinking but, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> but not, uh, lying. Well, not I really threw true. some beers in the fridge, but I forgot to go i forgot to go get one. Yeah.
2: No, I, I used to I used to come into these like super super anxious and I was like, Well, I'm gonna have to get drunk first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but no I'm I've gotten better with that. I'm not drinking. I'm drinking Diet Coke right now. So <laughs> the boy. Yep. what about you guys? Like, what are you guys
0: drinking? Well, I just had a bottle of water and it's a work which a work night.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. It's Tuesday. I'm, I'm all say. I'm I'm
0: off right now, so
2: I'm on vacation, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just finished my vacation. I was off for three weeks, so I went I back. Today was my first day back. Nice. How how'd it go? I just couldn't remember a lot of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs> I, I tried.
1: I well, because I, I work with computers nonstop, so I just kind of yeah. like when I'm on vacation, I unless I'm you know answering emails or whatever, I, I try to like sort of cut off from using computers so mm-hmm. I shut sure. my brain off so when I go back I'm like oh yeah what's uh, okay yeah right 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 and I'm like you know <laughs> trying to explain something to, to one of my coworkers, and I'm you know something that I, I talk about all the time and I can't remember you know what this process is called or whatever
2: yeah, it happens. I take, I,
1: yeah I take a week off and I come back to work and I'm like what the fuck am I supposed to do how do I do this
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do you write up orders I, I don't remember how <laughs> well, I, uh, I I work. At, I'm an HVAC sales sales rep. So I was at a different branch this week, help just filling in, and I like get there. I'm like this feels like the first day. Like I don't know where anything is in this branch. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
0: just so weird. I'm like, it's feel like the first day of work all over again.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go back to work.
0: Is <laughs> like, you two weeks out from coming back?
2: Uh, probably I have my, uh, follow-up doctor's appointment next Monday and then I probably will be going back about a week after that. So just, just under two weeks and then I'll be back.
0: That's good, man. Nice. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick recovery.
2: Yep. Yep. It was a, it was a horrible surgery, but whatever. (laughs) Not really a real vacation, I guess.
1: No, definitely not.
2: All good though. Let's let's talk about because uh, I don't know much about your other band, uh, the uh, what is it, Dirtbag Republic?
1: Yeah, I started that. Uh, McCracken's kind of uh, we went on a bit of a hiatus after uh, I think twenty thirteen, maybe something like that. Okay, we kind of took, a, took a, like an extended break. And I was kind of bored. So I uh, called my buddy, Mick, uh, who I played in Grandma Moses with um, pre McCrackens. And I've, I've actually played in a few bit, different bands with him over the years. And uh, so I called him up, asked him if uh, he wanted to do like a recording project. So he's like, yeah, for sure. So um, we started doing a couple songs and then that became like, you know, an album's worth of songs, and then I said, "Well, why don't we just put out an album?" And uh, so we got it all pro mixed and uh, put it out, and got really good reviews and like some pretty big rock magazines and whatnot. And uh, and we're now starting to work on our fourth album. So we've we started it around uh, I think twenty fifteen. Late 2015 or mid mid 2015, I think is when we started it, and then um, uh, on our third album, we decided to actually put together a a full band uh, to play shows, and so I um, called a few buddies of mine that uh, that I know from the the scene, and uh, they were all down, so we started doing gigs, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. I've I've had a lot of fun with it. So, you know, it's just like dirty rock and roll. We get compared a lot to Hanoi Rocks and, and uh, Cheap Trick and those kind of bands. Nice. And, um, and so, yeah, we're working on our fourth album. Uh, I think we're going to start in October and uh, not sure if we're going to put it out ourselves or shop it around to some indie labels to see if if they want to put it out. The last album came out um, on an indie, and they had a really good distribution through uh, Sony uh, Music in the States. Oh, wow. So this wow. so distribution we had was awesome. Yeah. Like pretty much every every, every little record store across the States um, had the album. And I, I talked to the guy at the label, and there was a, a whole big – issue with the vinyl that was supposed to come out with the last album and uh i thought it was a bust. but he tells me it's back on and uh so we should be seeing the vinyl version of that uh hopefully in the next few months or so awesome awesome yeah Yeah,
2: there's there's always issues with vinyl
1: (laughs) oh yeah like uh
2: massive delays and just people getting their shit sent back they're not going to press it because I got too much other stuff to do. So, yeah, Vinyl, vinyl's a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sent I sent uh, all the masters off to Last Exit in Germany. Um, he did my solo album, and mm-hmm. uh, um, I sent them off in November, and he didn't get them until I think it was almost June. Oh wow! Damn. So, <laughs> That's quite a long time.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And
1: Robert then the and then took and then I didn't get my records from him. So I'm, I don't know what happened, but they got delayed somewhere between Germany and Vancouver. And it was comical because I was seeing like, you know, Mom's Basement had their records and um, uh endless detention had their records and I you know and people were you know had pre-ordered the album had the album and i hadn't even seen the record yet <laughs> <laughs> it and was what the beautiful fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, it's, I made the record and i don't even have a copy of it yet
0: yeah
2: oh yeah.
1: that sucks
0: J- john like, yeah, I got yeah
1: john mom got him in pretty quick because i remember i
0: got mine and i was like oh my god it's already here <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. I was see I, a buddy of mine in Australia got his, and I'm like, "What the fuck, man? I don't even have it. I don't even have it yet." <laughs>
2: oh. It yes. happens. Yeah, I uh, I I run a small label, and uh, last time I I shipped a bunch of CDs up to uh, Canada, and for whatever reason, they got held up in the post for like f- literally like three months. I think the guy just finally got them.
1: And I, I have yeah. no
2: idea why nobody has any explanation as to why they were, they were just sitting somewhere in Canada for like months.
1: I well, that's what no I think idea. happened. Yeah. I think that's what happened with, uh, with my solo record. Cause it, it was shipped, I think June 17th and then uh, it took almost two months to get it. And uh, we've seen this before where it gets here and then it sits in a Canada post warehouse and then, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't get picked up and processed. So it still looks like it's, you know, in transit, but it's actually not. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, finally, you know, finally got them shipped. And I'm, I'm always worried when they're in transit that long that, you know, box is going to get damaged, you get know, damaged product and whatnot. But fortunately, box was like totally pristine. So didn't have any issues.
2: Well, that's good. That's at least.
1: good. That's good. And then, uh, have you guys been playing a lot of shows? Do You have any
0: shows lined up uh, for either uh, e- either one of your bands, or like, did you plan on taking your solo act on the road?
1: Uh, not on the road, but I have thought about maybe doing some shows in town. I don't know i'd I'd have to uh, I'd have to recruit a few people to, uh, so I wouldn't want a drumming thing. I've done that before in a band I was in with Phil. They're in the McCrackens, um, you know, sort of main period in the '90s. Uh, Phil and I were had another band called the Retreads, and and uh, so I was drumming and singing in that band, and we had a guitar player. Him and I split uh, vocal duties. Okay. And uh, so um, I just want to sing if I'm if I'm going to do it, but I, I I can probably for sure get some guys to do it. So I, I've thought about it, but nothing concrete yet. And then Dirtbag uh, Republic, we had a show that's been at this club downtown that got postponed. Like it's been postponed three times. Once because of COVID, and then and then the t- and then it got the uh, uh, building next door to it was doing some demolition and then damaged uh, the wall of the nightclub. So, so then it got postponed again. And then, and that was a week before we were going to play. And then the week before we were to play in August, um, they had like some crazy, there was like some sort of welfare hotel above the club. And like some guy went crazy and he like shot at somebody and then cut somebody's finger off Holy and shit. then lit, and then lit, and then lit his, uh, hotel room on fire which then so then the fire department uh came and then put it out and then all the water uh leaked down into the club and then totally uh flooded the club so then our show got postponed again (laughs) wow i was so i was so pissed off because i like I'm, i'm not really i'm not really a singer by trade so i have to really work at it to be decent at it right so you know I, I practice. you know i'll i'll go through the set like on my own um i'll go through the set like three times a week just to keep my voice in shape uh so i can hit the notes and whatnot because some of the notes that I, I hit in that band are fairly high and uh so it, it pissed me right off because i was like I did all this like prep for it and then you know it got canceled again so i was i was super choked i bet but what can you do right yeah <laughs> So, and then McCra- McCracken's, we don't have anything yeah. planned other than yeah. uh, then the album come out. We've got a few other pretty big things coming out that I can't really announce yet. But uh, um, I think later this week, uh, uh, AC will be uh, putting a, an announcement out there, I think, uh, maybe by Friday. It's just some pretty big news. Awesome! So,
2: awesome. Looking forward I mean, to that.
1: Your
0: seven-inch went over really well. I didn't was was able to snag a copy, but it sold, yeah, a copy. Yeah. It's so,
1: sold out pretty quickly. So obviously. yes,
0: so lamps.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: So it's called lamps. Lamp, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So what does the <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, clearly I mean, it's brick yeah.
0: from Anchorman, right?
1: Well, yeah, but, yeah, right, yeah. Well, so Bill Bill does a thing. I don't know if you guys. Noticed over our discography, but if you take a look at the song titles, uh, you'll notice that a lot of the song titles come from uh, movies. Or yes, the, I haven't noticed or the, that. Or the like, Mickey and Mallory mm-hmm, uh, is from Natural Natural Born Killers, right? Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, um, he, there's a lot of songs in our discography that that he's just basically he goes he'll, he, his method is he goes through IMDb. Picks a movie and then <laughs> write and then writes a song about it. And that and on on the new album, there's probably quite a few songs that are from are from movies. But yeah, so that that was from Anchorman, and then right, you know, we did we just did the spoof on LAMF, you know, the Heartbreakers, and then, yeah, uh, and then Bill did uh, a cover of uh, You Can't Put Your Arms Around it in Memory. Um,
2: Absolutely great as, song.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I just finished actually reading, uh, the Walter Lure autobiography. and He was the, you know, the second, um, songwriter and guitar player in, in the heartbreakers. You're really interesting.
2: Yeah. I actually didn't even know that was uh, a thing. <laughs> I'm going to look into it now.
1: Yeah. If you ever, if you like the heartbreaker stuff, I highly recommend checking out the Waldo's rent party album. Cause it's, it came out in 1995 and it, that was Walter Lure. um, the other guitar player from the Heartbreakers. That was uh his band. And it's it sounds like it could have been like the second Heartbreakers album. It's nice. it's, it's an awesome record. And no, I, I saw him I saw him last year uh I know I think in twenty twenty he played some really small uh venue in Vancouver and I couldn't believe he was playing like he's never played Vancouver because he's yeah. from New York. And I just saw it on my Facebook feed, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Walter Lure playing in Vancouver, and so I went and saw him, and it was awesome. And he died the uh, the next year, oh, so I man. was super lucky to to have uh, been able to see him before he died.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, speaking of uh, seeing artists live, uh, what was what was like your favorite band that the McCrackens played with?
1: Favorite band we played with like a band that
2: you guys like really idolize that you got a chance to play with?
1: Um, let's see I don't know if there's any bands we idolize that we played with but we've, I mean we played some with some really cool bands over the years like we, you know we played with uh, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket and I, I love those guys sure and uh, um, Pansy Division we played with them oh and, nice uh AfI. oh no that was retread so it was afi um uh who else did we play with uh gob love those guys played with them a few times um and then you know the guys bands that we toured with uh like white trash debutants back in the 90s those guys were awesome and God, i haven't uh, heard
2: of them in forever
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny I, I had ginger who's uh was a singer for the debutantes. Uh, she also runs that punk uh, punk globe magazine.
3: Oh no shit! And,
1: uh, out of San Francisco, and oh, I think she lives in Hollywood now. But um, but she still runs that magazine. And I hadn't talked to her in like years and years. And uh, she messaged me on Facebook, so "Hey, you want to talk?" So, she, you know, shoot, shot the shit with her and and uh it was great catching up with them we had we had a blast um touring with those guys i mean it was ill-fated we we only did a portion of the tour because that was when we we crashed our van in uh colorado Uh, okay or actually not in colorado but oh yeah no it was in on our way to in colorado on our way to kansas we rolled our rolled our van and uh completely totaled it we're lucky to be alive wow and uh and yeah no we had to cancel the rest of the tour we, we were booked to play CBGB so that was a bummer oh that and, sucks and then 20 belows do you know the 20 belows i do Denmark?
2: Yeah, i love that. yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. so we did the whole we did the whole uh european tour with them in uh 2007 did nice. like six six weeks 35 shows with them and those guys are awesome such good such good guys like we had such a good time with them they're so chill and uh and really good sense of humor and and just really easygoing
2: yeah they they don't surprisingly they don't get brought up as much as they should they're yeah they're 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 so good and and yeah not a ton of people are like you know talking about them unfortunately
1: i think it's probably because they haven't done that many records you know they've only put out i think what three full lengths maybe
2: yeah, I think it's something like that.
1: Yeah, and I think it was quite a long time before they put out, um, like the the last one they put out was quite a, a long time between records. I think, sure. if I recall correctly. But
2: so, uh, any any plans for future U.S. tours?
1: Uh, not the way with us is we don't actively seek out. Touring, sure. If we get approached, which nobody approaches us,
3: <laughs> so
1: it's kind of weird. We we're kind of this weird uh, and pretty hardcore cult following, you know. In particularly in, in Europe, um, you know, we had uh, co headlined that uh, Reduno uh, in 2019, and that was you know, they asked us, so we thought about it and we were kind of humming and and if we wanted to do it, because we hadn't actually rehearsed probably in, I don't know, five years or something like that prior to that. Um, you know, we'd put out the odd thing here and there, but we were sort of kind of in, in hiatus mode. and um, But we got drunk uh, one night and then we discussed it while we were drunk and we were like, oh, it's a great idea, let's do it. And uh, so, you know, we did the festival and, and it, it was, you know, it was awesome. We had a good time. We saw tons of people that uh, that we knew. We ran into almost all the 20 Below's guys were there. And so that was awesome. But, yeah, nobody just never asked us. It's weird because, we, you know, we've got, what, I think 17 records out. And we've toured Europe, uh, well, technically three times. We've only toured the States once. We've never toured Canada. But nobody's ever asked us. So we just... If you don't ask us, <laughs> we, yeah. you know, we, we won't, you know, we, we're not going to like, you know, we're all kind of busy doing other things. But, you know, I, if somebody offered us a tour playing with somebody that was cool and it was worthwhile, we'd, we'd probably do it. But nobody's just never offered us. So anybody listening out there, when this goes live, yeah, think about think about that. We might yeah, do please it, do. If you ask us. <laughs> <laughs> Same with festivals. We never get, you know, we never got asked to do punk rock bowling. We've never been asked to, you know, the festival in Florida. So we're just like, I well,
2: I am requesting you guys come play fest in Florida. I know plenty of people who uh, pull some strings over there. So I, I uh, maybe I'll talk to somebody and see if we can get you guys down to fest next year.
1: Yeah, we we'd probably do it. You know, if we had if we had enough heads up, we'd probably do it. But yeah, to be honest, we just nobody's really uh, come to us and say we'd like to do a tour with you. So we're just like so we just keep recording records.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, there you go. It works. So I mean, shit, I'm happy every time you guys put out (laughs) something new. (laughs) Same,
0: same. Um, I gotta ask, uh, what your wife? You said you're married. Um, yep. What is what is her thoughts on on spot um, on the persona that you that you have <laughs> and the dog that you
1: are? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, she she didn't she didn't know anything about you know, uh, anything about. I mean, she knew I was a musician, but she didn't know anything about the band or anything like that. So when I showed her, she thought it was pretty comical.
0: Okay. <laughs> is, she, is she into like the music too, and the punk and rock and roll and all that, or is she?
1: Yeah, she, uh, her, and I just went to the cult uh, um, a couple days ago, actually. Nice. And uh, yeah, she's she's into all sorts of music. She she's into kind of more diverse stuff than I am. I'm more like punk rock, rock and roll. Sure. That's metal, you know. That's kind of my thing. But she's she's into like EDM stuff. She's into punk stuff. Like she, she loves the Distillers and. Um she, when I told her slipknot was coming. She's like, Oh my god, we have to go. <laughs> I'm like, Really? They're pretty heavy. She goes, Oh, I, she goes, I, I love the whole you know, costumes and whatnot. And uh, she, what she was like, banging on a beer keg or something, the bat.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, she she just
1: she just loved the whole stage show and whatnot. And when we went to the show, she was just like smiling the whole time. She's like, This is awesome.
2: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, I haven't been to a show in so long.
1: Yeah, the Colts. Well, actually, I've been to quite. I hadn't been to a show in like well, obviously because of COVID, but I went to like quite a few shows in the last few months. I went and saw Alice Cooper. Oh. Nice. Uh, and that was the first time I've seen Alice Cooper since like the late '80s. <laughs> <laughs> I said the last time I saw Alice Cooper, Faster Pussycat was opening. Oh wow. And then uh, I saw the Black Crows play right, about a week or two after that.
2: Nice. And I couldn't. And
1: I could not believe how good uh, Chris Robinson, the singer for the Black Crows, I could not believe how good that guy sang. Like that just blew me away. Like I was thinking, oh, "You'll be good," but he was like stellar. Like, yeah. He was just like banging, or you know, banging everything on point, like to a T. It was pretty I impressive for a guy who smoked that much weed to have that <laughs> to have that good of a voice. So, like, I thought his voice might be a bit thrashed, but yeah, yeah he was just like really good.
2: Oh, well, he probably practices a hell of a lot, or some yeah, people are just naturally good singers, like.
1: Yeah, well, and you get, I find, th- I find too a lot of older guys. Uh, you find guys that that still constantly tour are still really good. Like, if you look at like rock and roll guys, like. Uh, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, for example. I mean, that guy does like 200 plus shows a year, for like 40 years. He's been doing that, and then, or like the guy from Iron Maiden, uh, Bruce Dickinson.
2: Oh yeah, and that
1: guy. That guy's still a phenomenal singer, but he, you know, he's constantly out touring. And then you get guys who, these bands that you know, come out, you know, once a year, and they'll do like a handful of shows, and they sound really shitty.
3: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> like. Uh, he was a guy, uh Don Dawkins. You that know, uh, remember that band Dawkins?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he,
1: like he is just horrendous now. <laughs> like I could not play it was like people drunk doing karaoke could sing better than that guy now. I mean I think he's had some medical issues and maybe he's just doing it to make you know make ends meet, but man, I he used to be a really good singer, that guy back in the day.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, speaking about, uh, medical issues, how's, uh, how's Phil doing?
1: Oh, he's, he's doing great. I saw him, uh, uh, actually just before I went on vacation. So it's, uh, about three weeks ago, I saw him and I went to, uh, he, he works with AC. And so I went, uh, um, to drop off the, uh, the records, um, that, uh, AC's work and, uh, and Phil was there. And he just started working again, I think, um, uh, in July. Uh, he, he'd been off since I think, you know, after he had the stroke. Sure. And uh, yeah, I had a good chat with him. And I'm gonna try to get him over to my place in the next uh, next couple of weeks and uh, for dinner or something like that. Um, but yeah, nice. he's he's uh, you know back um, into running again. He lost a ton of weight. He looks really good and he's just got like some issues with his vision uh still like his peripheral vision is still out of whack so sure he's got that and uh um he had some issues um translating like looking at words and then you know your brain translating that Mm -hmm. uh being able to read and translate it properly um so that's way better now so he's he said it's he's still a bit slow, and he's like reading long sentences and whatnot. It takes him a bit of effort, but uh, he said it's slowly getting better. But other than that, um, you know, he, he kind of dodged a bullet because uh, um, his uh, doctor said, you know, the area that it hit in his brain um, was probably the best place uh, that it could hit as far as you know uh, minimal um, damage or effects. So, which good, we're, you know, good. we're all, we're all really uh, fortunate, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, that he uh, came out fairly unscathed from it.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I, uh, yeah, I haven't heard any, any, any other updates. So I wanted to ask about him.
1: Yeah, I got to, uh, uh, there's another podcast uh, that, uh, or somebody asked me to do some other podcast. Um, in a few weeks or in October, so I might try to get him on that and see if he's up to up to coming on and and uh, and uh, just talking about whatever. Nice. That's smart. Shit. Missed opportunity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it. You blew it, Scott. <laughs> Bring in Phil.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's he, he's doing you know he's doing really well, so which is right. which is That's great awesome. for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that for sure. I
0: uh, I went to a show a couple months ago and I had my Agus title shirt on, which is like my favorite Kraken shirt, and one guy had his had his uh his you know, the, the benefit the the fill design that Ole did and
1: uh Oh right, yeah,
0: yeah. He looked at me and we had a moment. It was like we nodded our heads, like, yeah. <laughs> it
1: was, yeah, that was, that was, so
0: sweet. That, was yeah.
1: that was awesome that Ole Ole did that. That shirt that shirt's so cool. Yeah, it is.
2: Definitely. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, he's, he's. done a lot of artwork for uh, for the McCrackens, and uh, he's done two two covers for for Dirtbag Republic as well. Awesome. And he did uh, he did uh, my friend Chris, who, who um, uh, in Suicide Bombers. Uh, he's the one that got me to do, you know convinced me to do the spot album. Uh, he was in this really awesome band that I think. Mom's basement is carrying it. Um, Last exit put it out. It's uh, trash can darlings. And, oh okay. Uh,
2: yeah, I heard of that.
1: Yeah, check check it out on like streaming. They put it out uh, 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 sort of like a best of on vinyl because they um, band split up. Uh, I think in the mid two thousands, but they put out like um, I think three three or four records uh, total, and just an awesome band. They're kind of like. Kind of got a Ramones vibe, but they've got like it's uh, it's this punky kind of like almost like punky glam rock.
2: Yeah, that's sort awesome. Sort
1: of like that, but really, really cool band, great songs.
2: Yeah, definitely. But
1: yeah, so you did he did the cover for their their sort of best of as well. That's cool. He's like an artist machine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I and uh Paul Hino. Oh, oh yeah, for he's, sure. Oh, he's yeah, definitely. Great. Absolutely great. Yeah, we... Paul Eno Paul, you know, did the cover for... Uh, you guys probably saw that for the, uh, the new album, uh, Waking yeah. the Fun Up, coming out. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, he's been doing stuff for, like, everybody lately. He's a yeah. really guys, talented guy.
1: Yeah, you know, I got him to do all the 7-inch... Uh, uh, or not 7-inch, the uh, um, digital single covers for the Spot album. And only only did the album cover. I love that album, album cover; is, It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. he, he so nailed good. exactly what oh, I this... wanted. I kind of i, I kind of uh, wanted it kind of like Jeff Palmer's album. Yeah, sure. Uh, not a not as covers album, but the uh, the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name, of it. I have it somewhere around here. But I kind of wanted that sort of vibe, but uh, in um, in like a artwork kind of form and he did it. I gave a, a picture, a little picture of me with makeup on and then, and then he took, uh, you know, like a, a picture of me without makeup and then just sort of like combined the two.
0: Is that the charts and graphs, Jeff Palmer, are you thinking of?
1: I think the that's wit? it,
0: charts, the the char- ch- charts and graphs.
1: No, sorry, no, it was the one before that.
0: Pulling oh, out all the stops? That one. yeah, that's the one. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I gotcha. Yeah, I, see yeah.
1: It. I basically ripped off that idea. But... Good <laughs> right hey, Jeff. You still made it your own.
0: That's all that matters. <laughs>
2: hey, he, he's supposed to be on here soon. Uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about that when he's on. <laughs> <laughs> talk about some royalties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what um, what do you like to eat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I eat anything pretty what, what's much. This
0: body? What's does spotty? What's this, like in its food bowl? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like uh, uh, Italian food. I like Indian food, Mexican, sushi. It's not much I don't like.
0: Yeah, it's good. That's
1: cool. I kind of like to mix it up.
0: Yeah, we have to.
1: Um, what about you?
0: Everything. I mean, I don't like I, mushrooms, but anything else is fair game. <laughs>
1: Actually, you know what I don't like? I don't like cauliflower and I don't like broccoli and I hate Brussels sprouts with a passion. I hate
2: yeah. I you love all three of those.
1: I don't mind broccoli.
0: Yeah, i also, you have to hang up. So I've been doing like I've been doing keto, right? So I've been trying to find oh, yeah. subs, I've been trying to find substitutes for bread, which is impossible. Um, so I try to like Oh, like, you should try these cauliflower mashed potatoes. like no this is gross. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> the smell alone is enough to make me gag. And then I try like those cauliflower crust pizzas. and uh, uh, yeah, and you, you take a bite and you just get so much cauliflower and not enough of everything else. And I just
1: yeah, I there's one there's one brand i we so we tried we tried that a couple of times, and there was one brand. I can't remember what it was that. Had it and it wasn't bad. It it was there, there was like a faint taste of cauliflower, but it wasn't. There was another one we had where it was like kind of strong, but yeah, this other one we had wasn't as bad. But yeah, yeah I'd I, still, I'd rather just have a normal pizza crust.
0: Oh, yeah, and fuck Brussels sprouts. Those are, terrible. Those are disgusting. I don't care. I don't care if you put it with bacon. I don't care how you serve me. I'm not going to eat
1: it. I fucking hate Brussels sprouts. I,
0: I, sort of I this I is a true it.
1: story. This is a true story the abuse that I had from my parents. So when I was about I don't know, eight or 10 years old, we had Brussels sprouts one night and, uh, and I absolutely hated them. Like they almost made me gag. And my parents said I couldn't leave the table <laughs> until I ate the Brussels sprouts. So I sat there for almost an hour and then my sister came in, my older sister, she came in. And she uh, did a stealth take them off my plate and throw them in the garbage underneath other garbage so my parents wouldn't see. Right. And, was, right. and then she said, Oh, Sandy's eaten his has uh, eaten his Brussels sprouts. <laughs> that's child abuse basically. Yeah, that's a good sister I've told, too. <laughs> I've told my parents that too. Yeah, a good sister too.
2: <laughs> hey, awesome. so Speaking of uh, family and stuff, uh, do you have any kids or anything?
1: No, I don't have any kids. Uh, just... Can't. Oh, I said you knew you can't. I should have. I should have. I should have known. That I should have said that.
0: <laughs> can't sell me up for those fingers, man. Knocking down
1: every time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I Sorry. was just always too bu- I was just always too busy. Just never, you know. Was never something, you know, if I had had kids, I would have been fine with it, but it was just never something that was like planned or whatever. Sure, sure. And then when my wife and I got together, we were already like, you know, 40 ish. So we're like, yeah, no. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) We had a cat, cat, though, for like 17 and a half years.
2: Nice. See, finally, you're like the first guest that doesn't have kids.
1: oh really
2: <laughs> yeah i don't have i don't have kids either but scott does and every time the the kid thing gets brought up scott and the uh guests talk for about a half hour while i just have to sit there and listen <laughs> yeah,
0: so, uh, so I, thanks I for not having kids the, the <laughs> longest one was we had chris from Huntington's, and him and i like, oh for my hour, god for an hour because we, we both experienced the same kind of situations and yeah I, we, we took over the conversation and i was like oh i forgot Nick's even here
2: I literally didn't say anything for like forty-five minutes, (laughs) but no, no, it was the same for me. I just, life has been crazy. And, uh, you know, I got with my wife and we, we thought about it temporarily. And then, uh, we just decided that we're both kind of too old at this stage and, and it was not something, not something we, you know, wanted to do because, we tra- we've been traveling a lot. So,
1: well, yeah, like even in my 20s and 30s, I mean, I was pretty much uh, in my 20s, I was, you know, playing rock and roll back then. And, uh, uh, you know, th- my, basically my goal was to, like, you know, get signs to a major label, you know, tour. That was my, you know, ultimate goal. Sure. And uh, came close, but no cigar. And, uh, uh, but I did that pretty much nonstop until my early 30s. And then I finally, so I was, you know, I I was busy just playing shows and recording nonstop, you know. I mean, the McCrackens, the McCrackens was insane. Like in the 90s, I mean, we put out four full length albums in 1995. And I think three full length albums. Yeah, I think two or three full length albums in
3: 1996.
1: Yeah, that's. We put put, out, in two years, we put out more albums than some bands have in their entire discography, which is insane.
0: Bill just kept on
1: saying, hey, we got another record deal. Uh, Come over to my place this weekend, we'll bang off an album. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, goes, I'll have the songs written by then. That's (laughs) crazy. That's basically how it went. And he'd say, oh, uh, do you got, he goes, I'm missing like one or two songs. Do you got something? And I'd say, yeah, I got one or two that are like pretty much done. I can throw into the pot. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy back then. We're just like nonstop going into the studio. But it was great because he had his own studio. And um, so we never had to pay for, um, for recording. We could take as much time as we wanted recording. I mean, we banged things out really quickly, but it was nice to have that luxury of you know doing our own our own recordings and um, and then the labels would pay for you know the mastering and and putting putting out the records and whatnot.
2: Sure. So Did you, you say- guys. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say you guys you you have uh, a handful of music videos. You've appeared in a movie. Uh, you've appeared on TV before. So like yeah. what's your what's what's your favorite memory with the Rackens as far as like anything like that like what what stands
1: out to you like, like for what, media kind of things for yeah like yeah hang on um uh, maybe a couple things the, the, the when we uh in Canada we had um sort of like the equivalent of MTV called Much Music. Yep. which was which was like a nation, you know, the nation's music station kind of thing. So it was like a, uh, a Canadian MTV, and um, they used to have this uh, um, daily show called Facts, which was basically music news. Mm-hmm. And when we got signed to Shredder um, in California, uh, that put out the first album, and they put out the first album in on the Yoke and. Uh, Colorado or um, short and sweet um, EP, the ten-inch EP. So they, they put out those three records, and they did they did a ton of promo and not uh, and um, and so I was watching much music one night, and that fact show came on. and You know they've got stuff about Soundgarden and whatever, you know all these big bands, and then and then they had a thing about us on there. Um, uh, uh, there was a clip of us playing live at uh, one of the clubs downtown. At this music conference and then you know they had you know the ticker on the bottom you know mccracken signs worldwide deal to california label shredder and had all that all those oh, details wow. with that so i thought that was pretty cool um, yeah you know absolutely. just sort of seeing that randomly as i'm watching much music
3: yeah and then awesome. um
1: and then we oh another thing that was kind of cool there's a few things that were, that were really cool so we uh Mel, the guy who ran Shredder, um, he was good friends with Tim from Armstrong, uh, Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Oh, okay. And then we were going to do a video for, um, uh, I think Spudgun, we were off of, In on the Oak, was the, the video we were doing. And um, so uh, Mel said, Oh, uh, Tim from Rancid um, has been doing a lot of their videos and uh, I'm gonna ask him to see if he wants to to do your video. So we like, oh cool. And rat said it only had um, first two albums were only out uh, Outcome the Wolves hadn't come out yet.
3: Okay.
1: And uh, so um we, we got I think I think we just proxied through Mel and then anyways so they just they ended up putting out Outcome the Wolves and and, and uh, mel said okay I, i've arranged for you to talk to uh tim uh when they play vancouver and so there'll be like uh, uh backstage uh passes for you guys and you can uh talk to him about doing the video then so they're playing a pretty big venue um it was a ubc war memorial gym at the university uh, uh, out here and so we you know, got our passes, went backstage, met Tim and, and uh, Lars. Yeah, both those guys were, like, super nice. And and he was totally down down to do it. And then um, the album blew up. And, you know, so I think it sold, like, 500,000 copies or something like that. They were on Saturday Night Live. And and so their tour ended up getting extended, so he couldn't do it. So we were, like, totally bummed. And uh, so we ended up getting... Um, we actually ended up not doing a video, oddly, for that album. And then we used the money to do uh, Pollyanna off the uh, short and sweet EP that, that followed um, In On The Yoke. So that, that was kind of a cool thing. And then years later, uh, I gave Lars a whole bunch of our CDs. And then years later, he talked about us giving him those CDs in Vancouver. And he noticed they were sitting in his living room. And so he, he uh, played a, a couple of songs on, on that um, uh, satellite show that he had. I don't, I'm not sure if he still has it. but So that, that was a cool thing. And then the um, uh, when we did the wrestling thing, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that.
2: Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard okay, I'll it.
1: Send you it. I'll send you guys the link. It's yeah, fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So, so our friend Kenny... Uh, who we played with in the retreads, uh, he's in a new band called, The uh, rest easy. And he also is in, uh, the real McKenzie's. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, he called us up or emailed us or something and said, Hey, um, Kenny's a wrestler too. So he, he was in extreme Canadian championship wrestling. That was the league that he was in. So, uh, they, uh, we're doing a match at this uh, Russian community center downtown. So, he asked Phil and I uh, if we'd come down and um, and be part of like um, one of the stories. So we're like, okay, sure. So we uh, <laughs> we go down, and I'd never been to like a local wrestling show before. I I'd, I saw like wrestling. Uh, in the 80s, I went and saw Stampede Wrestling, saw like Andre the Giant and whatnot at like the hockey arena. Okay. But I'd never seen like a local kind of like league. Sure. So we went in and it was like, it was like totally like going into like some, you know, um, underworld kind of thing. It was like <laughs> bizarre. They had, they had like all this like, you know, unique merch to the, you know, to all the like local wrestlers and whatnot, DVDs. Mm-hmm. And, and then so what they did was they they one of the stories was uh this guy named i think his name was rapid randy tyler and and this guy was like a legit um professor at simon fraser or yeah simon fraser university i think uh he was a law professor and he did wrestling for fun on the side (laughs) and uh so he uh, him and this other guy named Lady's Choice.
3: Uh, <laughs> That's want, fantastic.
1: <laughs> they, want, they wanted to do this thing where uh, we were going to be sitting in the crowd. We were wearing our, our full. Me and Phil were wearing full, you know, full makeup, our, our getups yeah, and whatnot. And it's sitting in the crowd. And then so he, uh, this Rapid Randy Tyler guy says, uh, "Yeah, I just want to uh, do a shout out uh, to a couple people in the crowd tonight." It's Vancouver punk band. It's been around for years, one of the best bands. Vancouver, my favorite band, blah blah blah. He's like totally hyping us up. Right. And he calls us up on up onto the stage. And it was totally hilarious when I watched the video of it later. When he when he said our name, there was a huge faction of the crowd that was going, Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> 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 and then uh So he calls uh, calls us up into the ring and then, you know, kind of reiterates the same thing, uh, you know, and he pulls out uh, like an acoustic guitar and and he gets us to sign the acoustic guitar with like a jiffy marker. (laughs) And, uh, and uh, he says, thanks a lot guys. And then Phil and I like, sort of like hold, hold our hands together and like raise our hands up, like, you know, like, you know, we're the champions kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then as we're turning, he takes the guitar by the neck and then just like wax fill as hard as he could with the body of the guitar and fills back. And then, and it was all planned, right? So we, we okay, talked about I was it before. So he, uh, he took some of the, I think he took some of the bracing out of the, out of the, out of the guitar. And then he put like baby powder inside of it. So it would like make this big, like That's sort nice. of puff of puff of smoke kind of thing when he, when he smashed it. And then so, uh, and then the ladies' choice. So he hits Phil and Phil goes down and then he hit, hits Phil again, uh, which Phil wasn't expecting. And then, uh, and then this lady's choice guy jumps into the ring and he starts attacking me. And that wasn't part of the. That wasn't part of the plan. I'm like, what the fuck? So, so I jump out of the ring, and then uh, and I pull I pull Phil out of the ring. And then so that was the first one we did. And then we did another one where Phil uh, was uh, in a tag team in his, you know, McCracken's makeup and whatnot. And I was a manager pacing around the ring.
3: So no, it's on YouTube.
1: Fine. It's on YouTube, so I'll, I'll send you, the, I'll send you yeah. both links. They're, they're totally do. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that, those were like, you know, memorable sort of like media type moments. When we did the wrestling thing, we were like, we were, like we're on par with Howard Stern. We're kings of all media. We've done yeah, video, every, <laughs> every right. format. We've been in a movie, we've been on TV. We were in a mostly Canadian commercial.
2: Uh, that was the other thing I was going to ask about the, com- the commercial.
1: Yeah, that was just before I joined, and uh, it was that they, uh, they were at a um, uh, music conference. It was called Music West, and uh, it was like a yearly music conference where, you know, industry people get together and bands play, et cetera. Sure. And um, so they were handing out um, demos um, at this uh, conference, and uh, I guess somebody from uh, Molson saw them thought they looked, and they were, uh, Phil and, and Bill were like in their, in their getups. And uh, somebody from Molson's happened to see them. And said, Hey, do you guys want to be in uh, one of our I am Canadian commercials? they're like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, they got in that and it, they played it during the, in the Stanley cup playoffs, which was cool. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So they got in that and then we were, invited to be and this is fucking hilarious we were invited to be uh speakers the following year at the uh at that same conference
2: oh no shit
1: (laughs) for like it was like how to promote yourself as an indie band it was something like that Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and we just made a total mockery of it so we we showed up and we brought it was like in the morning and we brought like i think a case of like budweiser And uh, we brought uh, a bag of McDonald's hamburgers and we're like (laughs) handing handing out these hamburgers (laughs) and beers to people that were on the panel. (laughs) And then we were just like, we're just like, people were asking us like serious questions and we were just like making fun of the whole thing. It was pretty pretty funny. Apparently it was on much music. I only saw there was like a highlight clip of it. And I only saw the highlight clip, but I never saw um, like the uh, conference part where we were like goofing around and whatnot. That so oh, was that's, pretty comical.
2: Yeah, that's it sounds awesome. like it.
1: <laughs> I think for your next album,
0: what you guys need to think of, think of is like a toy line uh, McCracken's the action figures, because uh, uh,
1: I'd buy that it. That would
0: be awesome. I would be so cool.
1: Oh, oh, uh Oh, an action figure, yeah, yeah, you was, guys,
0: yeah, that'd be well, awesome. Well, we
1: did do coffee, we did do coffee. Uh, did you guys see the coffee that came out? Like it was no, a limited I uh, thing. I yeah, didn't that know that really cool. existed. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty limited. We did, uh, and I think Oli did the artwork for the for the coffee bag too. I'll send you a picture of it. It's it came out really cool. I think I remember so he, seeing something on it, but yeah, it was like I think it was only like maybe like 40 bags or something like that. And it, mm-hmm. it sold out like really fast. Um, yeah. So we did coffee and I'm trying to think if we did any other, Oh yeah. AC made, uh, official spot McCraskin, uh, McCraskin, uh, spot <laughs> McCraskin. Great, Great guy. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I'm going to tell you about spot McCraskin. <laughs> 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 But yeah, we were, we played uh, a record release party, and um, and AC made these official Spot McCracken masks. And oh no! He nice. only it only made like I think I think less than ten of them, and uh, it's, and the had a, like a, like a J card you know, on the top with like uh, a dog image that Oli had done, and uh, and it said something like "You can be a doggy too." <laughs> <laughs> that's like something st- something stupid like that
2: yeah. um, oh man I'd love to get my hands on one it's a collector's yeah. item now
1: <laughs> yeah I used to I think I gave it to my niece I didn't, uh, I didn't keep I didn't keep it for myself for some reason
2: uh, that's cool though but yeah I, I I heartily stand behind what Scott said I will absolutely buy action figures
1: I'll, I'll talk to AC about that and see if we can get yeah. somebody on board with that. that would be actually you. cool Get, get in touch with
0: Super 7 because they do some cool little minifigs. It'd be awesome to see you guys on some. They'd probably yeah, do no, it, too. I, I don't know if they've done stuff for like Granted and for uh, a few, I think.
1: They do the misfits. 7 they, or,
0: Uh They did yeah. do Milo. Yes, they did Milo. They did a few, so, I mean. they so that, that same boy, company,
1: the same the, company? I've got a Joey Shithead one from DOA.
2: Actually, I, I think is it was them.
1: It might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've some of the ones you mentioned. I think are but, kind of uh, the same. Yeah,
0: I, I think I think that's what's next, McRackens. Is you guys said it all, but you didn't say porn and you didn't say toys. <laughs> so two things that need to happen before you know the year's end is you guys got to make it a porno, not star, just like play in the background maybe, and, or like be like the egg delivery guys. I, I, there's tons of ideas I could go with it. And get a toy line, and then I, 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 I,
1: yeah, maybe we'll call it like uh, egg cocky or something like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just got egg. <laughs> you just got egg. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> go yoke yourself, um, you <laughs> But yeah, I can see, I can see these things happening for sure. You know Absolutely. Sky's the limit man. I'll, you think, got, I'll you
1: talk you about to picture. It, AC is like the the master promoter. If it wasn't for yeah. AC, most of this stuff wouldn't yeah. be coming out. No, that's that's great. I, I love everything you
0: guys put out. It's all it's all fantastic.
2: Yeah, definitely. It really is. I've been a fan forever, so I uh mm-hmm. Again, I I really appreciate you uh coming on the show with us tonight. It's, yeah. been, awesome. Yeah. it's been awesome.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh it's been fun
0: talking to you guys. Absolutely. We'll give you time to promote anything you want going on, and then if you're cool with it, I'd love to play a song off your album. Um, if it's okay, new tricks, but uh, that's okay, okay with you.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as promoting anything, uh, just I uh, still got uh, still got some limited copies of the, uh, the solo album available. That's uh, uh, you can get it through the uh, McCrackens dot com uh site or uh my link tree site which is on my facebook page and um uh, that's pretty much anything that i'm promoting right now or if you want to check out my dirtbag republic stuff you can go to dot republic.com and uh that's all available through there it's streaming etc cds lps whatever that's awesome. a, that's a, that's about all i got to promote really
0: that's cool, man. Well, sounds I'm, good. Yeah, I'm happy for your new album. I'm happy for the success, of the seven inch that came out, and how fast that went. That's it's great, man. I just you know you have a lot of supporters out there. I love you guys. Yeah, thank, thanks uh, a lot, guys. It's being I one appreciate for
1: sure. It. Yeah, much uh, like, appreciated.
0: I just, it. I just want to thank you so much for for your time and for you to like you know bullshit with us for as long as you have and you didn't leave. Could've <laughs> you did it? That's always appreciated. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But it was. And, it uh, was I
0: I I think also, as I said, and you just talk about all these stories. I think we gotta get a book uh, published. Also.
2: Oh yeah, I would mm-hmm. buy it
1: absolutely.
0: Spot, stick with me. I'll get you. I'll get you places. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, do, I, I do. I do have a long story in history, Free McCracken, So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unfold.
0: Holy shit! Name of the book: Spot McCracken, Old Dog, New Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> this Spot McCracken story, or or the McCracken autobiography. You got egg on your face. I mean, it could all go you know, anywhere. It's, it's great. It
1: seems like it would be a lot of work. Maybe when I get uh, a bit older, and I've yeah. got some more some more stories to tell. Or you could just
0: you do, do, those, do those books on tape. Where you're just speak to a microphone and
1: then yeah, <laughs> just exactly. put it on
0: audio. That'd be perfect. But
1: yeah. <laughs> well, we did actually. We did actually have a somebody was talking about doing a documentary, but that just kind of like
0: oh, fell by that's the wayside. Too bad. That's too yeah, bad. it was
1: actually it seemed like it was going to happen, and then it just kind of like didn't oh, happen. I gave the, t- I gave the guy all the footage that uh, um, we had. We've got actually. I'm going to start actually uploading a lot. A lot more footage we have quite a bit of footage from tours and whatnot yeah behind the the scenes stuff and whatnot yeah so i'm gonna start throwing some of that up on uh youtube i've put a, a bit of it up there but i just gotta some of it i've gotta like uh rip to uh digital off of like uh dvd
0: cool yeah i would love to see any of that stuff that'd be awesome
1: definitely yeah, but, yeah, so uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll have some, like, really shitty uh, documentary on Tubi TV or something like that. Yeah, I'd just <laughs> like to see it.
0: <laughs> they put it on Prime Video. No commercials on Prime. <laughs> no ads.
1: <laughs> it's a pretty sketchy – I don't know if you guys have ever watched Tubi. Oh, Tubi my God. Film. I love
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah, I there's am. some
1: pretty sketchy, like, music documentaries on there that are, like, pretty budget.
0: Well, I watch it because they have the Full Moon catalog, which is like this like D-rated horror movies. Oh, yeah, awful. yeah, yeah. And they have a yeah. huge catalog. So like, I think the last one I watched was like Head of the Family, which is like, this really like, it's a stupid horror movie. And it's, uh, this guy has a big head who runs like this creepy family and it's, it's stupid, but it, it's great to watch. And, you know, I could just, I could just put one of those on, just watch that catalog forever. Yeah, 2B's yeah, be, be ridiculous. But they do have a queer uh, live in 06 on there, which is cool.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've actually found some really good docs. And there was there was an awesome Chuck Berry documentary that was brand new. Oh, really? That, that was on there, but really briefly. And it, it came out in like uh, 2020. And uh, I think it's on Prime in the States, maybe. Um, Let's check it out. But yeah, that was a really good doc. I went to tell AC and then it it, um, it had gotten pulled. So, I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the licensing properly in place or something like that. Uh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah.
0: But that's fun stuff, man. Well, thank you again, Spot, uh, for, yeah, for your a lot, time guys. and hanging out. And uh, if it's cool with you, um, I really love the song off your new album called Realize. Do you mind if we play that one?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That oh, was I, actually. I
0: fucking uh, love that song so much.
1: That was actually. I wasn't sure if I was going to. Y- like so i came up with that like two fa- like two faster songs and i wasn't sure if i was going to keep that for dirtbag republic or this other song and then i played Mick who's in dirtbag republic i played him the other song he goes oh, no keep that that one's more that one's more dirtbag keep that one so i realized I uh, uh, made it on the solo album oh it's it's one of my favorite songs on that on that album i mean they're all good but uh, that one and Mick, an Mick awesome. played on that from Dirtbag Republic. He oh, sweet. Arizona. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah. And Bill Bill played bass on that, I think.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome song. And congrats on the album and all the, you know, your, your Seth and McCracken's. And I just hope nothing but the best for you in the future, man. And can't wait to see what you got going on.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. And uh, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. I think Friday there's a really big announcement coming from AC. Uh, uh, that he'll be, be putting on the McCracken's page. I'll repost it on my uh, on my page as well.
3: Oh,
2: awesome! If, Can't if, wait for that.
1: Or, yeah. If if things all line up,
2: well, let's all hope they do. It,
1: that's all my I can eyes, say. <laughs> my eyes are open wide. That's for sure. All right, guys. we well, have have a great yeah. evening. And uh, thanks again. And let, let me know when uh, you you got it online, and I'll I'll post it on uh, the McCracken's page in my page. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's
0: it should cool. be. I do. would say if not tomorrow, what, probably Thursday. Thursday at okay. the latest. Well, yeah. yeah, just
1: just, latest uh, stuff. just just send me a DM. You gotta right. thank you again yeah. for
0: your time and sitting down with us. It was a pleasure to hear just everything you had to say. It was awesome. Yeah, and thank you yeah. again.
1: All good. great. Great meeting you guys. Yeah, you, you have a great night. I have. And, a uh, night. You too. Bye now. See ya. Bye.
0: And listeners, thank you again for joining us. Well, that, I mean, that was an incredible episode. That was awesome. Um, uh, I want, you know Spot was great. Nick, that was amazing. Great job. Um,
2: Absolutely, likewise
0: uh, So listeners, thanks again And um, We'll be back with something new next week Um, So yeah, you guys have a great
3: night